Well, Andy Caprin's with us, co-head of investments at Regent Atlantic. Andy, glad you're with us. You have, before I get to some specific names, tell me a little bit about your thoughts about the comments today from Jerome Powell from the symposium. Sure, and it's, it's really by far the biggest news of the week, uh, what Jerome Powell said, uh, had to say about uh, Federal Reserve policy going into year end. Um, I think what we heard was actually a mixed message. On the one hand, Jerome Powell reinforced the idea that it's very data dependent. We have to see jobs start to tick up. We have to see employment continue to be really solid. And we have to see some data from the September time period, which probably comes, up, comes out in October, about how the labor force behaves when those extraordinary unemployment benefits expire and when back to school happens or perhaps doesn't, and we'll see how, uh, how young parents re-enter or don't the labor force. Bottom line, get ready for the training wheels to come off the economy. That means that we'll be able to go a little bit faster. It means that we'll be able to have a little bit more fun, but it also means that if we crash, we might hurt ourselves too in the process. Right, absolutely. And so we have to wait and see, but he certainly tried to hand out something that was somewhat dovish, but gave us some hope mm -hmm. for some things that are better and yet to come. I wanted to get to some specific stock picks. I know Disney, you've had your sights on Disney. Streaming has been extremely hot. We also had some big news on Disney today where ESPN uh, could be licensing its brand to some of the sports betting companies, maybe Caesars Entertainment and DraftKings and for a value of roughly $3 billion. Disney's a winner today. It's up 1.5%. You like Disney still, right? What I like about Disney is that it plays both sides of the reopening and stay-at-home trade. On the one hand, it, it's clearly a company that is skating to where the, uh, the puck is going on online viewership, on engaging its user base outside of the traditional channels of movie theaters and traditional pay TV. But at the same time, they stand to benefit from the economy getting back to normal. One of their biggest profit drivers, those amusement parks, um, have, have started to see a lot more, uh, a lot more folks uh, in attendance um, stand to benefit from a further reopening of the economy as life gets more and more back to normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the banks, as I turn your attention away from streaming and right to the banks, because as we today in the first reaction, the banks did pull back a little bit. Some concerns that we might not see interest rates move higher as quickly. Um, by the end of the day, the banks did did well. You like J.P. Morgan. Sure. So big banks, J.P. Morgan, case in point, uh, make money a number of different ways. One thing that's important for them is the is is the yield spread, that spread between short-term bonds and long-term bonds. Short rates are still pegged at zero. Long rates, relatively low, but there's a pretty wide spread, which facilitates profit making. But here's the thing about banks. What they really need is they need a robust economy that's getting back to normal. Over the course of the past 12 months, they've lost very little to defaulting borrowers. That's great, except very few people want to borrow any more money. So it's great that you're not losing anything when uh, on the loans that you've extended, but it makes it difficult to, um, to, to engage in your business if nobody wants to borrow. With the expiration of some of the benefit programs, with the, ex with the expiration of uh, some of the emergency stability programs that came out, uh, banks may have an easier time finding customers to lend to. And that's going to be a, a, a good long-term story for, for growth among hmm. the banking sector. Mm. And your very last stock pick here. Tell us why you are bullish on Target. Sure. Target is a lot like Disney in that they are a way to play both the return back to normal as well as the continued adoption of e-commerce. 
um, target is particularly appealing because only a few years ago, they were really behind the pack in terms of their ability to deliver on e-commerce. Uh, they really made a big effort and paid off just in time to be well prepared for the pandemic. Um, they are one of the most successful retailers in facilitating click and collect. Uh, the ability to shop online and then instantly run out to your car and pick up the product in a, in a matter of a couple of hours instead of having to wait two, two to three days for it to get delivered. Um, Target, always known for having a very appealing product base. Uh, what's, what's always been a challenge for Target is the execution, uh, but they've done that much better over the course of the past few years. Um, in particular, their pandemic performance stands out and shines. Um, Target's a company that can continue to do well. Same store sales are rising quickly. E-commerce is on fire. This is a company to watch. Right. Okay. And Andy, you know, your big picture thought on what's going on here with the dollar, right? We've had so much money printing. We have so much juice in this market. And someone asked me today about the value of the dollar. And with inflation and a weaker dollar, right, when you look at a trend, are you concerned about the value of the dollar? I worry about the value of the dollar. The, the dollar has a few cons against it and a few strong supports. The cons are, yes, we have a high, uh, a high rate of inflation, much higher than the rest of the developed world. We have a high current account deficit. We're importing a lot more than we're exporting. These are the kinds of things that reduce the value of a currency. So why on earth is the dollar as strong as it is so far this year? It has everything to do with us being number one the anchor and the stability in the global financial system. There is no other currency that you can buy that is as liquid, as transparent, as safe as the old greenback. Um, the other thing that supports the US dollar is actually something, something many investors may miss. While our interest rates are low, they're a heck of a lot better than a negative yield, which is what many investors collect in Europe, in Japan, and in other developed markets around the world. That creates flows into the US and, and into the US dollar to at least be able to get a nominal rate that's above that zero percent of floor. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad you expended on that. I appreciate it, Andy Capra. Nice to see you, co-head of investments, Region Atlantic. Thanks for joining us, Andy.